You're listening to the premier home of motorsports for nearly two decades. The Race Central Radio Show. Back on ESPN Radio 1600. Let's go racing drivers! It's going to be close right here at the line. He's got the inside. They touch once, twice. Oh, boy, here we go. This is going to be tight right here. Now, here is your host, one of the most respected motorsports voices in America, motorsports insider, Kurt Hansen. Got it. Three o'clock in the afternoon. Hey, welcome to Race Central. It's the drive from three to five. Wow. Good to be with you on uh, not so... It is definitely a fast Friday as we get ready for the Bush Clash this weekend, which should be very interesting in the Los Angeles Coliseum. Uh, it, it's going to be a ding-donger, and I can't wait to see it uh, just coming off the Rolex 24 from last weekend. It is a, well, it is a premier home for motorsports. It's Race Central. I'm Motorsports Insider Kurt Hansen here on uh, AM 1600, also FM 104.3, the fan on... Well, sounding resplendent in channel HD2, 98.1 FM, and the podcast goes up on the fan website every Monday for your listening enjoyment. In case, uh, shame on you, you have to step away from the show. Uh, we got a good one today, uh, some hindsights, insights, and foresights. Wow, that just kind of came together kind of cool. Uh, on uh, what, what happened last weekend at the season opener for, uh, for IMSA, at the uh, twice around the clocker, the Rolex 24 at Daytona. Wow. An instant classic, certainly. You know, in, in a 24-hour race, there, there there's ebbs and flows. It's just it's kind of the way it works. But I got to tell you, the finish in uh, GTD Pro between the two uh, GT3 Porsche Cup cars, instant classic. Uh, Lucas Vanthor getting the win there. After, really, frankly, a final lap of more of NASCAR style, maybe maybe what we'll see this weekend at the Clash, you know, NASCAR style bumping and banging. I, I can tell you from experience, those Porsche Cup cars are really, really strong. You could not get away with that kind of bumping and banging in any other class. I mean, it's it's tried, and sometimes it does work, but not exactly the... Well, not exactly the formula for success in many other classes, but in the Porsche, you can get away with it. Uh, Helio Castro Neves, this guy has been like reborn. Uh, so many years with Roger Penske, so much success, and then was uh, let go from Penske Motorsports in the well, the 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 uh, well, the wave of the youngsters, I guess, and I, and I get it. And he goes to Michael Shank Racing. And, and Mike, I've known Mike Shank since his former Atlantic days as a team owner. A very fascinating guy. But he puts together that Indy 500 program with Helio. And the last few laps of last year's Indy 500 were certainly also maybe instant classics as Helio goes four-time. Indy 500 champion, the Spider-Man, as they like to call him, because he was the first to to climb the fence at uh, at Indy. Uh, Tony Stewart finally won there in well, many years ago in the Home Depot Chevrolet and uh, replicated uh, Spider-Man. It was pretty funny. Uh, Tony at that time was a little 
<clears throat> how do I put this? He was a little larger, and he's climbing the fence. He gets up to the to the victory stand to get the uh, checker flag, and uh, I mean, he looked like he looked plum tuckered out. And his comment was, "I got to start staying away from Burger Kings." Now, frankly, myself, uh, I am a Whopper guy all the way around, but it was pretty funny when Tony said it. But so Helio wins it in Indy. So within a six-month period or so, I'm not very good at math. That's why I talk for a living. He wins his fourth Indy 500 for Michael Shank Racing and then goes to the twice-around-the-clocker. And is, is, is he put it after for the final stint? Put me in, coach. And they did. And he chased down uh, – he chased down <laughs> – Wow, what a, I mean, what a great finish! It wasn't the ding dong or that uh, um, you know that the, the the GTD Pro was, but the weekend kind of had. And I get it; it's a Florida-based team. It you know, <laughs> the Taylor family legacy in sports car racing is legendary. Uh, they had Wayne Taylor, the who has who's won at the Rolex many times and won many sports car races. Wayne Taylor, now obviously the team owner, and I got to know the two kids, Ricky and Jordan, quite well when I was announcing for Pirelli World Challenge. Um, <laughs> the uh, when they interviewed his, well Wayne, Wayne actually he he waved the uh, the green flag to start the race. That's how much of a Taylor feel this year's Rolex had. And it was coming to final stint time. And they asked him point blank, and it was it was pretty candid. You know, who's going in the car for the final stint? And it's a long pause, which is interesting because Wayne Taylor's never without words. And after the long pause, says, we're putting Ricky in the car, my, my son. He goes, and I'm not doing that because... He's my son. I'm doing it because we think that he has gives us the best chance to win, which is, which is you know, was 100% the right call. Um, I guess uh, Alexander Rossi was potentially going to go final stint, but they said he was he was beat. And this year with the cold, not quite like it was, you know, over the last couple of days, but I mean, today, today would be warm at the Rolex this past weekend. Uh, the weather really played a big factor. Now, I, I think we talked a lot about tire temps and what could happen at night and blah, 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 blah. And uh, it, it didn't play out. The teams really, really, really played it smart and and figured it out and really coached their, their drivers up uh, very well. They also then also staggered their stints uh, a little bit better so that uh, – uh, more of the pros were in the cars uh, late at night than in a normal scenario. Usually the paid drivers go in the car to get the bejesus scared out of them on the high bank, especially when the prototypes are coming up on you, you know, 60, 70 miles an hour faster. But, uh, I mean, Helio pulled it off. It, it looked like Ricky Taylor was going to get the win. And I, I, I got to believe, especially with the whole Taylor flavor that pa- the past weekend, that because uh, he won last year. I mean, literally in a, in a, almost a duplicate or duplication of what we saw in uh, GTD Pro and the Porsches this year was the prototypes last year 
because they were beating and banging. I'm surprised the two cars finished, but Ricky Taylor got the win last year. It looks like he was going to go in this year, and Helio pulls it off. And so in a very short period of time, he adds the Rolex 24 and the Indy 500 uh, within a very short period of time to his illustrious record of wins in professional motorsports. Uh, we've got a great show lined up for you. Uh, one, of our, one of our own. Local J.R. Hildebrand, actually originally from Sausalito, California, uh, IndyCar star, and especially when it comes to the 500-mile races, uh, now residing up in Boulder. Uh, Hildy, as they call them, J.R. Hildebrand will join us on the program. Also, our good friend Jim Jordan from SRO as we talk uh, sports cars and more good stuff. And what can I tell you? It's Race Central on the Radio. I'm Motorsports Insider Kurt Hansen. Go to the, the website that makes you a smarter and better motorsports fan. I've got a breaking story for you that will talk to you after this. That quarter after the hour, as far as I like to say, as close as we can get to it, it is the premier home for motorsports. It is Race Central the Radio. I am Motorsports Insider Kurt Hansen. It is Race Central the Drive from 3 to 5, and the podcast goes up on the fan website every Monday. Uh, the premier home for motorsports for over two decades, as we like to say. All good stuff, and if you uh, haven't seen the little TV thing we, we do, uh, longest-running motorsports show on TV. You can watch it on Denver Comcast. Also on uh, Denver Com- Comcast, excuse me, easy for me to, I hope, catch up. Streaming on their website and also on their Roku channel. And you can also watch it on RaceCentralMedia.com. Uh, our big, I've kind of renamed it, it's the Bash After the Clash at uh, Podium Karting and Events Center on February 20th. Formerly Unser Karting, you can't miss it, that monstrous building there on the intersection of I-25 and Highway 36. Uh, first hundred the door, get VIP credential, giving them free uh, racing and beverages. Uh, if you miss that deal, we still have $15 races all day long, which is a big discount off the normal deal. Lots of free, cool stuff will be raffling off all day long. We will be shooting it for Race Central TV. If the weather is cooperative, We'll have an impromptu car show out front. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got Indy cars on display, uh, the Furniture Road, NASCAR Cup car on display. I mean, it's uh, it's really it's a, just a big old damn party is what it is. The the breaking story I was getting to was uh, it, it, we're seeing a lot of from quote unquote from air quotes from out outside the sport celebrities coming into NASCAR. And when I said it, it was breaking story, I mean. I, Okay, so a little artistic license with the fact, but uh, I believe it was actually yesterday. But to join the other, you know, celebrities, as I say, from what would be considered way outside the sport is Floyd Mayweather Jr. has uh, got the money team. That's what they're calling it. And that doesn't really surprise me thinking of, you know, Floyd Mayweather. And, I mean, joining now Pitbull. Michael Jordan, uh, it's, I mean, it, it's, the numbers have been very good for NASCAR over the last couple of years, especially during the pandemic and such, everybody going to such a good TV product, but numbers up were up all across the sport. But um, it, it's interesting 
and they picked up some money from uh, a sunglass company called Pit Viper, and Chaz Grala will drive the car. It's going to be the number 50 car now. Uh, they don't have a, a charter, so they're not guaranteed, uh, you know, this is paper paper play. They're not guaranteed a starting spot. So they got a lot of work to do. I would uh, I w- will dig more before next week's show to try to find out who uh, you know who are maybe some of the players because there's always players behind the scene. Trust me, you just sit home and buy a car, put a sticker on it, and hire a driver and say let's go. So you know, there'll be 42 plus cars trying to qualify for a 40 car field. So Grollo will have to race his way in, which. It's uh, and Floyd made an interesting comment. He says, "I love fast cars. I love to compete. I know NASCAR will not be easy. I, I usually don't read, but this is a quote, so I want to be sure and get it right. Uh, but anything easy isn't worth, you know. If it's easy, it's not worth doing. This is, and, and others have said this is a perfect fit for the Mayweather brand. That's pretty interesting. This is, you know, this is going to get to be a lot of fun this year. I think." The the clash this weekend is going to show us a lot. It's it's certainly it is the smallest track uh, in NASCAR, and they they said they spent a million bucks to build this you know track inside the LA Coliseum. It looks really cool. If you've not seen it online, it's definitely worth a peek. And I want to I'll get to the schedule here for the weekend. Is uh, no cars on track today, but tomorrow pretty busy schedule, and I, I believe the race goes off at. Uh, it's, it's late in the afternoon on Sunday. I know that. I want to say 6 p.m. on Fox. There we are, 6 p.m. Eastern, so 4 o'clock here in the Mile High. I know where I'll be. And, you know, the timing is perfect because, uh, well, unless you're locked in on the, the Pro Bowl. Now, the only reason to watch the Pro Bowl would be to, and, you know, the, the Pro Bowl basically plays no defense. Uh <laughs> You know, Kyler Murray, he he might run for 300 yards and throw for three. I mean, it could be because, you know, they really they really don't run schemes on offense and defense. It's pretty straightforward. You know, they, they you know, really they uh, suggest that if you can take the guy's head off, you know, just go ahead and don't do that. So it could be the Kyler Murray show. It might be a lot of fun because there's really no defense. This, could be, this game could be 62-54. You know, NFC, and all the money's on the NFC, which is kind of interesting. But that'll be a lot of fun. But unless you – the only reason to tune in to the, to, to say the Pro Bowl is to see the inside of Allegiant Stadium because I believe uh, they play also midday on Sunday. But it's good timing for the Clash. It's late in the day on Sunday. There's no football. The Pro Bowl will be over, or the, the Pro uh, Boring, as I have called it. Uh, and, you know, it, it's, it's going to play well at night. Especially the L.A. Coliseum. I mean, L.A. is L.A. You say what you want. It's uh, it's it's Tinseltown. I think they call actually Tinseltown. I think is Las Vegas, but I could be wrong. I'm never wrong. I'm just sometimes mistaken. But it, it's 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 got a lot of sheen on it. It's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you know, there's been jokes made that yeah, there'll be. You know, X number of cup cars racing around at 17 miles an hour, kind of like the days of Malibu go-karting. Boy, I grew up with that stuff. I'm, I'm sure there's probably a few of you right there in your car right now or however you're listening, whether it's on the the uh, the fan app or on the fan website or listening on Race Central Media 
or listening to us in your 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 car radio right now or whatever, not in your head. I remember. I don't know if they had Malibu Grand Prix in Denver. I, I we had them all over the Bay Area in California. I I wonder how much of my uh, my future non fortune I I blew, you know, turning hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of laps uh, at the Malibu Karting Center. Uh, down next to the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum way back in the day. So what can I say? Uh, should be a lot of fun. The Clash on uh, on Sunday, 4 o'clock. I'll be locked in. Uh, I, and I keep throwing this out there. I, I, you know, besides our big Daytona 500, as I'm calling it now, the bash after the Clash, uh, February 20th, 9 a.m. doors open. Be sure you're the first 100 in to get your VIP credential for all the good stuff. Go to podiumcarting.com for more information. It. Uh, I'm looking for kind of a, a new little little hangout, a little NASCAR bar or something like that. So if you've got one in your hip pocket, you can call me at 303-844-3776. That's 303-844-3776. Or tweet at me, at Ray Central, or send me a note, Facebook slash Kurt Hansen. We're going to talk some sports cars, touring cars, and good stuff with my good friend Jim Jordan from the SRO Race Series, formerly the Pirelli World Challenge. We'll be talking to Jim Next here on the program, more good stuff. And uh, find me a bar, an NASCAR bar. Back after this. About 30 minutes after the hour on the premier home for motorsports. It is Kurt Hansen's Race Central Radio, The Drive, from 3 to 5 here on the Blowtorch for Motorsports, AM 1600 ESPN, FM 104.3, The Fan, and HD2, also 98.1 for the Northern Territories, as I'd like to make a light of, and always streaming at the fan website and the website that makes you a smarter and better motorsports fan. That would be racecentralmedia.com. If you're a, a regular, you know, I, I this is what I do. This is in my, my lifeblood. And, uh, gentlemen, I had the the honor to meet years and years and years ago. And they're putting the band back together over there at uh, S- SRO, uh, formerly known as the Pirelli World Challenge Series. But uh, uh, <laughs> the last time I saw Jim, he was running to his hauler because he came out from California to race in the SCCA Majors last chance race to score enough points to transfer to the SCCA runoffs at my home track at Sonoma. And I've not seen Jim since, but uh, are you still, you're still running that hard, uh, buddy, from what I can tell. Yeah, I'm running in different directions, <laughs> but, you know, if you, if you stop running... Uh... I don't know. They catch you or something. Yeah. Well, it's it's. Uh, we're talking to Jim Jordan. He's the boss man over at uh, SRO SRO America, in charge of the uh, touring car category. Which, and when I say bring the band back together, when I first met Jim, uh, Dean Case, who's now director of communications with SRO, and Jim were like the holy grail at Mazda. Like, if you drove by a Mazda dealership, you had to like bow and say. You know, Jim Jordan and, and Dean Case, especially when it came to the racing program. And uh, now they're putting the band back. To, I, I hope you guys aren't going get, to get together and be running and gunning, you know, running the streets of all these great cities you visit. 
Well, hopefully we'll uh, hopefully we'll continue to make a difference. <laughs> um, one one of the things I really laugh about, though, uh, looking at uh, where Dean is now, where I am now, and also where uh, our good friend John Dunin is now, we always talked about the Mazda Motorsports ladders being a situation to help young drivers achieve their dreams and and uh, really build some careers. And it's amazing how many people. Uh, that are top drivers uh, came up through that program, but you look at uh, you look at John Doonan, who's president of IMSA. You look at uh, uh, myself, who's running the TC America series. Dean Case now coming in, uh, running communications for the series, and uh, um, it turned out to be the Monza ladder for motorsports executives too. <laughs> so it's uh, it's really pretty funny if you look back at it. It, it really kind of is. We're talking to Jim Jordan. Uh, uh, good, good friend of the program, good friend of mine. You know, it's interesting, and I can I can remember when when it was it had the other name. I'll just leave it at that. And you were uh, you honored me or gave me the honor to be part of the the program. And I remember walking around the paddock uh, the first time, not 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 so much in Long Beach because that was um, the first event I did with you guys. But that you know, IndyCar, you're you're kind of uh, a sideshow, quote unquote. But when it was you know the other series and you guys were a key key i mean it was the feature of the weekend i remember walking around the paddock and looking around going i feel like i'm at le mans it just it it, it what this series has become and the the way it is growing it uh it's really quite quite impressive and i have to give you guys huge props you and greg gill and everybody over there for for building this thing because uh when you look at all the new talent coming and the new manufacturers i do have a question though by chance, because I know uh, Hyundai's very involved in the TC category, aren't they? Yeah, that's yeah, correct. That's right. I remember that from way back. But will you get the Robert Wickens uh, show in your series this year? Because that was a big, big story just a week ago. Yeah, uh, we're not going to get Robert in our series because um, Hyundai within our paddock is looking to develop uh, young and new drivers coming up. Got it. Um, so some some of the folks that run for Brian Hurd's Hyundai program, um, uh, Tyler Gonzalez just as one. Uh, he was a pole sitter that weekend in a Hyundai. He was one of our champions a couple years ago. So um, different manufacturers want different things out of different series, and uh, Hyundai's doing a great job over in IMSA uh, with their TCR program. Uh, we decided that TCR class was not one that worked for us because it takes so much uh, uh, kind of factory support to make those things go really well. So we, we decided not to renew our license with TCR. Instead, we've kind of gone in our own direction. And, and Hyundai is a great partner. They actually participate in uh, um, in two of our subclasses. And, and one of the more popular brands, they have a great contingency program. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, Robert Wickens will be spending his time in the IMSA paddock, where uh, John Dean will do a good job taking <laughs> care of him. And uh, and again, we're we're very pleased with the support we get from Hyundai. Uh, Honda HPD is a great partner of ours. They do a lot of work. Um, BMW. I can't even tell you how many uh, racing BMWs have been sold uh, that come and compete in our paddock. Their their new M2, which debuted last year. Uh, in North America alone, they've sold over a hundred of those factory built race cars, and we should have somewhere between ten to fifteen come out and run with us uh, 
in 2022. Impressive stuff. I did, didn't mean to uh, to uh, kind of go off kilter per se, but you know, I I saw so much cross pollination between the two series a few years ago when I was there. I was just I was just curious. But you guys are kind of like you are. You're forging your own way and taking your own path, and obviously it's working because your car counts are terrific. Yeah, overall car counts for 2022 look really strong and. Um, I was actually at Daytona for their uh, kickoff event uh, a week or so. I guess it was a week ago. Time yeah, runs I together know. after a while. Um, but it, uh, they had excellent car counts. Um, looking at our season, we have just fantastic car counts. So I think overall the, the health of road racing, you know, you look at IndyCar and they're bigger than they've been in a while. So um, it really looks like 2022 is a, a very much a resurgence of uh, of racing, and between our GT classes and and my TC classes, um, I mean, pretty much every weekend we're going to see over 100 cars, and um, you know, some of them may get up to 120 or so. So um, the SRO weekends are just really fun. Um, because there's such a diversity of cars that run. The, the GT3 class, which is the GT World Challenge uh, presented by AWS, um, that series has Ferraris and Porsches and Lamborghinis and Mercedes AMGs, all these fantasy cars that are out there banging doors at the racetrack. And then you come down all the way to my TCA cars, which are Honda Civics versus uh, Hyundai Elantras and uh, uh, a couple uh, new Subaru BRZs coming out. Uh, Mini's going to have maybe three cars out there. So these are the cars that everybody drives. So when you come to an SRO weekend, you not only got to see the fantasy cars, you also get to see uh, the everyday grocery getters out there competing on the racetrack. I, I love that. We're talking to Jim Jordan from the SRO series. He heads up the TC category. Uh, Jim, we got about a minute left. I have a quick question. Uh, it, it looks like, too, especially in your category, this is the drive or win on Sunday, sell on Monday philosophy. Uh, what's old is new again. Come, come full circle, it looks like. Yeah, absolutely. And what motorsports and racing's evolved into, um, you buy a turnkey race car from the factory. So it truly is not only they're trying to sell street cars due to performance, but also race cars. So you can go to HPD or you can go to Brian Herter Racing, you can go to Tech Sport, you can go to LAP, and you could buy a turnkey race car for between fifty-five and $70,000. And, and those cars are ready to go, ready to compete on the racetrack. And the best part is you get factory engineering out there helping you. So if you have an issue you're trying to figure out yourself, um, you've got an engineer paid by these companies to uh, help you fix your car. So um, it's made racing a whole lot easier and obtainable than it was uh, back when you and I were just trying to get going. Yeah, well, and and so it, it, to, to, as we, we wrap it up here with Jim Jordan from the SRO, TC category, our good friend, uh, it, it sounds like the Mazda ladder system all over again, but in the SRO platform. Uh, congratulations, Jim Jordan. Yeah, thank you very much. Really <laughs> proud of uh, proud of sending on these uh, young drivers, men and women, uh, off to uh, bigger and better careers. There you go. More information, you go to TC America US. Uh, dot news or slash news, I should say, or the, the SRO website. Jim, have a great weekend. Loved catching up with you. Say hi to Dean. We look forward to seeing you at the racetrack real soon. Great. Thanks, Kurt. Appreciate the time. You got it anytime. Uh, Jim Jordan, SRO, uh, competition director, the head of uh, all good stuff over there at uh, TC America. And uh, what can I say? 
a great guy, great fan of the program. And, and just from my short time there and to see the evolution, uh, this series is really something very exciting. I would go to their website, find a track near you, and head out for a, a weekend of great racing with SRO. It's Race Central on the radio and racecentralmedia.com. IndyCar driver J.R. Hildebrand coming up right after this. Welcome back to the premier home for motorsports for two decades. The blowtorch for motorsports on Race Central Radio. It fires me up, man. On ESPN Radio AM 1600 with award-winning host Kurt Hansen. And we're back into the uh, the fray, as we like to say in motorsports. It's uh, about 46 minutes after the hour. It is the premier home for all things motorsports. It's Race Central, the drive, hosted by Kurt Hansen. That's me every Friday from uh, 3 to 5, our new time. Here on the Blowtorch for Motorsports, I think I said that. Uh, JR, I got to tell you, I love the fact you're still rocking the 415, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> I mean, these days, I think I, I feel like everybody's phone number is just wherever they're from uh, originally. Yeah, yeah, it's almost it's like too, too it, much of a hassle to change it. Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, cellularancestry.com. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I have to. We're talking to J.R. Hildebrand, uh, hailing originally from the well, one of my favorite spots on earth, uh, Sausalito, California, uh, Northern California. I remember the first time I heard his name, he set fastest lap at Sonoma. It seems like a million years ago. It does, uh, I, I believe that was your debut, wasn't it? Uh, my second race. Second actually. race. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't get old. Back this in the is, day. Yeah, Does this seem is, like forever ago. Oh my God! Uh, now uh, 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 living in uh, parts unknown, not in the Boulder area. Well, uh, by the way, you weren't affected at all by the fires and stuff, were you? Thankfully, no. Yeah. I mean, we. Uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, just completely crazy to be here while it's happening. The fires that we had, I guess, last year uh, that were further north, uh, we were actually a little closer to, but we were right on the edge of the evacuation zone. But yeah, um, Luckily, uh, we'll kind of knock on wood, been able to stay out of trouble. Yeah. Uh, John Randall Hildebrand, Jr. I love that. That's like, uh, that sounds very, very, uh, very uh, uh, regent or regal. Um, so you got a deal for Indy. <laughs> yeah, got, um, you know, nothing, I guess, not not formally announceable, but, but I'll be running the 500 this year and then probably some more IndyCar races outside of that. Not a full schedule, but um, doing sort of a part-time uh, IndyCar program in addition to the 500. And then um, we've got a pretty cool, we're on the entry list at Pikes Peak. Um, got a pretty awesome program coming together with that with Chevrolet and, and some of our IndyCar partners. It's probably going out to uh, to Bonneville later in the year to try to set a land speed record too. So got a, got a pretty Jeez. good mix of, uh, mix of mix of fun stuff going on this year. We just did put you in an NHRA top fueler. Uh, just to kind of round out uh, round out your repertoire, have you? Um... I'm trying. We we, we uh, there's actually a really cool. Uh, you probably know about this. If you don't, you should definitely come and check it out this year. There's this awesome uh, hill climb championship, dirt hill climb championship here in Colorado. That uh, that I'm trying to rustle up some some interest in in going and running a few events. You talking about CHCA? Out there. If I haven't tried it. If I haven't, yeah, 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 yeah I exactly. know well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's so, uh, God darn. Yeah. What are you What are you going to run? What do you think? You're well, gonna I don't run? know. There, you know, it's funny. I was talking to Paul Dollenbach, uh, you know, longtime Pikes Peak. You know, family goes way back. Oh, running, yeah. running Indy cars and, and all the rest of it. Um, you know, and a lot of those guys have just pulled out stuff that they used to run at Pikes Peak with dirt. You know, that's like half of the cars that run there are kind of 
dirt spec Pikes Peak cars. Um, but there's a bunch of cool, you know, there's like Jimmy Ford and there's a bunch of these guys running like kind of seventies F bodies and stuff like that. That just, it just looks like a lot of fun. And then of course you got Jeff's word out there driving a nine eleven yeah. car, you know, <laughs> just, uh, just for good measure, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've started doing a little bit of digging just in looking for people that have had, that have Pikes Peak cars from, you know, 20 years ago, basically, um, you know, with my schedule, I wouldn't be able to run the full the full schedule, but would be just be so cool. I, I feel like since I did Pikes Peak, now that it's paved, I instantly felt like I missed out on doing it when it was dirt. So this is like a good little kind of introduction into that scene. I feel like yeah, I actually Paul and I uh, pulled together some really cool stuff and and really heavily supported the Lands End race about three or four years ago when we. We uh, shot yeah, it, put, awesome. yeah, put it on Race Central TV on a, a bunch of our national TV networks and stuff. I love uh, it's a little toasty out there in Grand Junction in August, but uh, <laughs> the Lands End race is, and you can ask Paul this. Paul's a very good friend. Um, uh, the Lands End race, they got a bunch of good ones, but Lands End is, is really special. And I got to tell you, uh, it is actually, believe it or not, the third oldest uh, race in in America. And it's uh, oh, it, yeah, it's, it's pretty wicked. But you need to keep me abreast of what you're doing with with that kind of stuff, because uh, we'd love to support it or help you support it or whatever. But I was the question I was going to ask. Uh, so obviously you're plenty busy, um, but have you kind of picked up the moniker of the 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 short oval or 500 kind of specialist? Because you really impressed at Indy and then of course at Phoenix in the Dust Bowl uh you know a few years ago turning with a 12 second laps or something stupid is that kind of yeah. picked up your or has that kind of become your moniker like this is the guy to hire for the short track and the Indy 500 yeah you know i think to some degree it has been it's funny cuz i i grew up racing on road courses you know when i when i won the Indy Lights championship yeah, uh, 2009. You know, we. I, I mean, you know, maybe I, I. I certainly podiumed on podiumed on some of the ovals, but all the races that I won that year were road and street circuits. So coming into the IndyCar series, like that was kind of my strength. Uh, but just you know, was it was lucky, I guess, in some ways, to drive for some teams early in my IndyCar career that had their act together on ovals. So that kind of made it easy just to jump into that and build some confidence. It suited suited my style, and I think that it's. You know, in the IndyCar series now, it's those are still among the tracks that are kind of the most that that there are still for whatever reason a lot of guys that come from the road course scene, you know, whether they're from Europe or South America or outside of the US, you know, obviously there's there's no oval racing outside North America. Um, you know, that it still just kind of pays to have experience. And and I think the one thing that I've definitely developed over the years is pretty strong sense of what i'm looking for from the race car so i kind of i mean indy last year was a good example new team program that came together honestly kind of late um you know but got in clicked with the engineer right away you know we, we used to call it the month of may at indy now you get like three practice days <laughs> and you got to go qualify yeah so it's it's not a lot of running and um man we got that thing like hooked up and on rails in a couple of days you know, and totally changed the whole kind of vibe of the program and, and the team, you know, as we went forward during during the rest of the month into the race day. So, um, you know, I've, I've, I'm lucky that that counts for something, I guess. And 
I, you know, at the end of the day, like I'd like to be doing more road course racing for sure. But, um, the oval tracks are, are a unique challenge and something I'm very proud to, you know, kind of be, be tagged as a guy that, you know, people have confidence in for sure. You're kind of the, well, obviously, especially with no track time, as we've got about 30 seconds, we're talking to uh, Boulderite, J.R. Hildebrand, IndyCar star, uh, now going to be, I guess, hill, well, he's already been hill climbing, but hill climbing again and doing some CHCA and then Bonneville, my lord. Um, but you're, you're kind of the, the plug and play. And with no track time, as you just alluded to now, somebody's got to be able to step in, especially if a new driver, new team, step in. And it's not like we can fiddle around for, you know, 300 miles of testing for a month at the Brickyard. You'd literally jump in and go. And obviously that has become, uh, you know, a very strong suit for you and part of your, your deal as we wrap it up here with J.R. Hildebrand. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. You know, and, and Indianapolis, it's, it's obviously one of those places that, you want to be able to show up there with a big team and, and, you know, somebody that's, that's already got their, their stuff sorted. But, um, you know, at the same time, like I just love going, I just love driving through the gates, you know, like it's one of those places that, you know, even when it's not totally sorted or, you know, it's going to be more of a challenge. Um, it's still an awesome place to be able to show up and race. So, um, be, be rolling into my 12th year, ready to rock and roll. We've got about 10 seconds left real quick. Do you shovel your own driveway? <laughs> I do. I well, honestly, my CTSV is so low. Oh. I can get it out. It's just like it's just its own plow. Uh, I'm working my way out. So oh, I, I, I look. get the wife Subaru once yeah. in and out, and then the the, the, the CTSV, and then I'm sorted. So you still have that that <laughs> that badass wagon. Oh, yeah. Oh, I I'm think never sick. letting it go. Yeah, no kidding. J.R. <laughs> Hildebrand, uh, great to catch up with you. Good luck. We'll, we'll certainly check in with you uh, before uh, the greatest spectacle in racing. And keep me apprised of what you're doing with your hill climb stuff and your, you know, just all your stuff because we love you. Know, you're one of our favorites, and we love uh, chatting with you. J.R. Hildebrand right here on the Premier Home for Motorsports. Uh, what can I say? It's, uh, oh, my God. It's the end of the first hour power, second of an hour power coming up and RaceCentralMedia.com.